What's up, everybody? Paplin here, and welcome to episode 1,214 of Ask Pat 2.0. Wow, that is a lot of episodes. And you're about to listen to a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And this may very well be one of the most useful episodes that you can listen to because although we thought we were gonna talk about business today, we're talking about something more important than business. We're talking about the mindset that you have when approaching your business and letting go of the past in order to grow in the future. Today, we're speaking with Michelle Krieg, who does a lot of work in the yoga space. In fact, she's had a wonderful long journey to get to where she's at, which we discuss quite a bit here. But she supports one of the biggest names in the yoga industry, Mark Stevens, and his yoga studio, and he teaches yoga teaching, his books, he teaches yoga teachers, just an amazing, amazing icon in the space, and she supports him with online business-related items, and it was a result of a failed online business that they started, ended up working together. I mean, it was a journey that's worth listening to because what we uncover today are a lot of feelings that I know many of you might be having as you explore entrepreneurship and continue to push yourself, whether you just got started or you've been doing this for a while. And we talk about growth, we talk about mindset, we talk about letting go of the past, we talk about time and freedom and the grind and hustle and so many other important topics that are so, so important for us to understand about ourselves that I hope this starts a discussion between you and yourself and you and the other important people around you. So here we go. This is Michelle Creek, and I hope you enjoy. Michelle, welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited that you're here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? In short, I'm a yoga teacher. It's kind of what I do. Um, I'm also a mother and a wife. So for me in my career, getting the balance of work life and home life in a space that's manageable to me has always been a really big priority. That's where, you know, working at home and having the online business really came into play for me. The dream has come true for me now. I am in a space where I am able to work from home, manage the work-life, home-life thing a lot better. But I'm also kind of in a place where it just doesn't feel quite like I always dreamed it would be (laughs) over the years. Okay. We'll talk about that. I'd love to learn more about what you mean by that. Give us some more info. Like, are you doing yoga at home and how is it an online business specifically or is the online business separate? Yes, sorry. I I realized I skipped ahead to my question. No, you're good. That's why I'm here. You're good. (laughs) What we do is my business partner and I provide online education for yoga teachers. So we provide full certification to be a yoga teacher. And then we also provide continuing education. We have a full advanced 300-hour certification which gives, it's your second tier of certification for a yoga teacher. And then we have your short mini courses that are 12 to 20 hours based on individual skills a teacher would want to improve and work on. And we also have a mentorship monthly kind of membership program as well. That's really awesome. So I didn't realize there was like this much certification required to be a yoga teacher. I knew it was there was some, but this seems like there needs to be some ongoing there is a, a large sort of upfront certification required. How long has this business been in, in practice? I'm curious. We've been in practice for about two years now in the sense that me and my business partner and I, his name's Mark Stevens, um, that we've been together in the online space. Prior to that, he's been an expert, internationally acclaimed yoga teacher trainer 
for about 25 years now. Amazing. And then I got into yoga and 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 being on the business side of yoga in 2013. So I've been kind of through this journey for going on about 10 years now as well. Amazing. Well, that's really awesome. I'd love to dig a little bit deeper into what you said earlier about how working from home is a dream that many people have. And it's not uncommon to get there, but also go, well, this isn't quite what I expected. Can you go a little bit deeper into maybe what the disconnect is or what you thought was going to happen, but maybe isn't? I'd love to explore that if you don't mind. Yeah. When I submitted my question to Ask Pat a couple weeks ago, it was one of those days where you kind of wake up, maybe on the wrong side of the bed, if you will, you know, you're kind of late. My son, he's not listening very well. And you know, you you just got to, you got that morning routine. We get them off to school a little late. You come home and you just kind of settle into life and the work day. And I just had this immense gratitude that I didn't have to be somewhere exactly at 9 a.m. That I had the ability to like adjust my schedule and take, to still take some time for myself. So, you know, I had those moments of this really immense gratitude for what it is I've created. But then in that day too, I thought, why don't I feel like this every day? You know, why doesn't this feel like the dream every day? A lot of days, it still feels like a grind. You know, it still feels like there's a lot of challenge every day, you know, and I kind of, even though I've reached the level of what like I feel is success for me, that, you know, I can work from home, have my own schedule and that it's now finally a viable income as well. I just don't know it feels surreal in a lot of ways. And then it feels a little bit challenging too. It feel, I feel like I haven't let go of all the struggle of the nine to 10 years it took me to get here. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel you on that. I mean, I got laid off. So it kind of happened overnight for me, the big change. And then to become an entrepreneur, it wasn't easy. I didn't even know what I was doing. And then when I got to success, I didn't really believe it. Even there were a lot of times when I was like, is this even possible? Is this even real? It doesn't, it doesn't feel right. I went to school for so many years to be an architect and it was supposed to be a certain way. And then here I am going against that and almost in a better spot. Did I waste all that time in school? Was I fed the wrong information? What's everybody else doing? I'm so lonely because I'm going down this new path and everybody else is still over there it's just a lot of feelings. It's a lot of things happening. And, and, and so I, I resonate with that. I, I empathize with that wholly. As far as the idea of deserving it, I mean, you worked hard, right? You've put in the things, you've met the right people, you've made the right decisions to get to this point. And so it can go one of two ways. You could say, well, I don't deserve this or I do deserve this. And that's a choice you have to make in terms of the internal story that you're telling yourself about that. And I love the fact that when you had like this hard start to a morning that you then were able to go, oh, but even though that happened, look at what we have and look at how awesome it is. And it's funny because sometimes it takes, it's almost like that movie Inside Out where like sadness is kind of actually required because that then can show the other side of it and how awesome it is. And so one thing I love to do to sort of remind myself, and, and it's not to be like, look how awesome I am every day. It's not like I don't wake up and say that, but I, I do consciously express and practice gratitude every single day and not wait for the times to have bad things happen to go, well, at least I have this but rather to proactively say, wow, like new day and 
I'm, I can't believe I'm here and I'm so excited. So I actually have a journal and this may be a practice that you could implement or something similar where every day in the morning before the kids get up, I actually write in a journal and it's actually a, a journal called the five minute journal. It's actually structured. It's not like a blank page, like a diary or anything, but it's actually a prompt every single morning, write down three things you are grateful for. And what are three things you hope to accomplish today? And the cool thing is by the end of the day, I can see the things that I did and I can write a few of those things down. And I can also have a space, there's actually a prompt that says, what's one thing you wish you had done differently or better today? So I can always sort of end the day and essentially the day is sandwiched by gratitude on both sides. And it just allows me to be present. I think, and you being a yoga person, I think you know the importance of being present and not letting a lot of these outside things sort of affect you at moments where it's required. And so I think that having a gratitude practice, very common in the entrepreneurial world, a lot of high performers practice gratitude. And it sounds weird on the surface to like practice being grateful, but a lot of us in life, we go so fast that we don't even stop to just enjoy it sometimes. And I think that you could benefit from just even when you wake up in the morning, maybe it's while you're brushing your teeth or whatever. It's just like, wow, like I'm so grateful that I you know, have this ability to be at home on my own terms, or it could be anything. I, I'm, I'm grateful that my son is working hard at school, or I'm grateful that I'm working with this world-renowned yoga instructor. It could change every single day, but this then becomes automatic over time. Yes, initially I had to force myself to write these things, but then over time it starts to change into just how you live in this world of gratefulness. And I think that could be uh, a great place to start, at least for a lot of those kinds of feelings. And then as far as like the letting go part, I mean, that's going to be something that's very difficult. If you imagine yourself on two ladders, right? You have one ladder that was the previous path, the path that everybody told you to be on. And then you have this other ladder that you're on now and you're straddling it with like one foot on each. You can't climb both ladders, right? Yeah. You have to let go of one to be able to go up the other. And so again, it's just like a mental shift that has to happen. There's not really anything that has to happen other than what's the story you tell yourself about that. So I didn't know we were gonna get in pretty deep really fast here, but I, I hope that helps at least and gives you some of my own personal experience to show you're not you're not alone in this and there are ways to um to work your way through that. Well, thank you. Yeah. I feel like with any emotion you know, anything that you're going through in life, it's so common to feel alone, even though, <laughs> you know, you're probably likely not. So it's always great to hear other people's experiences. And yeah, I mean, gratitude is something that I try to practice every day, but, you know, we can all use more of it. And uh, journaling is comes up for me here and there, and I've never just had a re real regular journaling practice. And so I think that's a great tip. And I guess I also didn't really realize too, that I could be on these two ladders, like you kind of explained, my degree is in health education. It took me nearly 10 years to finally get it and a lot of student loans. And once I did get there, that's when I started the yoga studio, which was like my entrepreneurial journey started there simply because I couldn't actually get a job in health education. <laughs> you know, it was, I was going to constant interviews and I just didn't have enough experience. And I just said, I'm going to do my own thing and open this studio. And I'm just tired of this job application process and, and looking for work. And I still have student loans, you know, that I'm paying back. And I still kind of 
question like, what was that all for? You know, was that all worth it? And now here I am teaching as a yoga teacher, not really using that degree, not, you know, using all of that. And I I guess that's another part of the story that I do really need to let go of. It will require you to let go. I mean, I went to school for five years for architecture and I haven't built any buildings or put my finger on any plans for a very long time. But I also reflect back and I go, well, a lot of that experience, although I don't quote unquote, use the degree right now, those experiences help me shape who I am today. So do I wish I could do it differently on one hand? Yeah. I mean, I feel like in a way that was five years that I could have put into business or other things. You know, I could have developed some software in that time that would have done well versus what I ended up doing and then switching gears. But it also helped shape who I am now. So a lot of those years, I mean, yes, it was 10 years, have helped you understand that, okay, that is actually not the path. And you know that for sure now. And it's a fail safe. In case things go awry in the space that you're in now, you have that to fall back. You've given yourself a little bit of a safety net. And so it wasn't all for nothing. But also, you know that that's not where your heart is right now. And so although it's there, it could be either, oh my gosh, I can't believe I wasted that time. Or, hey, thank I figured it out because it could have been 20 years. It could have been 30 years in the industry. And you, like many people, have could have regretted much more time. And so, again, to be present, here you are now. And it's amazing. And you can have some freedom in the morning. And it's not to say that everything is all unicorns and rainbows and roses now. No way. In fact, doing your own thing is a lot harder in many ways. But it's also that much more rewarding. And the freedom you have is what you've earned after all that time. You're right about that. And, you know, you're bringing in gratitude again. It's it's just about being thankful for those things and thankful that I have something to fall back on when needed. My, I guess my other kind of thing is like, I feel another thing I need to let go is the struggle, you know, that it took me to get here. I think that's still like, I'm still stuck in that mindset of hustle and grind and am I good enough? Am I doing the right things? And I, I, where do you think that came from? Like the, like in your, in your nature to gravitate toward hustle and grind and like working so hard. I mean, obviously you have done that, but where do you think that comes from? Like, what is the worry? I'm not really sure. I think the worry was, you know, not being good enough. You know, that's where it all kind of stemmed from, you know, going through the job application process and nobody was willing to give me a shot because of my lack of experience. And I just thought I needed to work harder. I decided to go out on my own to do that. So I didn't have these people telling me what to do and who I was and how hard was enough, you know, but it turned out to be a lot harder than I, than I thought it would be opening a brick and mortar studio to start with. And then uh, when I was in that and really trying to make that work is when I discovered SPI and I started to see something different, that a, a new possibility for life and career. And that was not having the high overhead of a brick and mortar, not having the stress of that. And I started to get a new hope and a new thing to work towards. <laughs> and that's when I sort of shifted out of the brick and mortar space. I, I sold my studio to a teacher that was working there. And, and then I started to transition to working online with yoga teachers and developing their skills that way. I guess I just needed to, 
I guess the only answer was really to work hard. I mean, nobody was going to do anything for me. So it became a matter of, of hustle. And oh my gosh, you, you have the ability to go wherever you want to go. That's the crazy cool thing about this story is that almost feel like the people who you were trying to apply with back in the day, maybe you were overqualified. It's like you have this ability that is just too good for them and they didn't need somebody to your caliber and you were able to build something of your own. And whether you want to believe that or not, I mean, I like to position things in that way because truly it was a blessing that they didn't hire you, right? I look for architecture jobs too. And I was not able to get any in 2008 because of the recession. And it is constantly on my mind how life would have been different if I had gone down one of those paths, right? And the fact that is, the matter is like society tells us, right? We are ingrained as early as elementary school that we have to live life a certain way and we go get a job and we do all these things. And if we don't follow that path, maybe something's wrong with us. But when you look at most people who are successful in life, they don't follow that path. They follow a different path. They go down a different route. And here you are going down that different route, showcasing the fact that you are not somebody who has to do what everybody else says to do, but you have your own way of approaching things and you can build it and design it in any which way you want. And you've come to these like different levels, right? Like level one was your 10 years of work in, in college and, and degree to get to the understanding that, okay, now that I'm at the end of this level, I can choose to keep going down this path or not. You chose not to, that's level two. Now you started your own brick and mortar and understood business and you actually ended up selling that. That is something that a lot of business owners will never ever tell themselves or ever, ever get to. So congratulations on that. You've now graduated to level three. You now understand even more wholly that not only do you not wanna go down the normal path everybody's going through, but you also don't wanna have a brick and mortar company. What an amazing understanding to have this early in life. So now you've like basically are creating these filters that are proven in your life so that you every single day and every decision that you make is constantly getting you closer and closer and able to find that full fulfillment, which we don't even know if that even really exists. But the truth is you are where you wanna be because of the decisions that you once made. And this idea of hustle, I mean, for me, especially in the entrepreneurial space. I don't know how it is in the yoga space specifically, but in this space, it's like grow, grow, grow. Money, 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 bigger, bigger, bigger. And I had to really slow down. And it was actually a few books that I read and a number of people that I've interviewed on the podcast that basically said like, why? Why are we growing in that? Like, for what reason? And I couldn't answer that. I was like, well, to grow. Well, why grow? I don't know. That's what everybody else is doing. So that's why I was overworking myself and overclocking. And it wasn't until I was like, well, what would my happy life be like? It would be being with the kids, being able to drop them off at school, just like you have, to be able to have some freedom and flexibility in my time, kind of like you have, to be able to work on amazing things and help a lot of people, which I'm sure you're doing as well. And to at least be financially stable enough to you know, start maybe investing and in, you know, doing that kind of thing. And that's where I'm at. So I've stopped trying to grow just to grow. Now when I choose to grow or when I choose to hustle, being the keyword choosing to hustle, that I'm gonna work on this course that I'm gonna promote or that I'm gonna work hard on this book, I'm gonna hustle on it and then put it out there into the world. But I don't feel like I have to. I choose to now and choosing to hustle or choosing to work 
a lot on something is far different than feeling like you have to. What about your responsibility to your team or business partners and like their growth goals? You know, I mean, you have, I'm sure you have a really great team with you that, you know, you guys have worked together for a long time, but do they ever conflict? Uh, yeah, sometimes there's, you want to say where you're at and maybe other people want to grow more. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And, and we work together to discuss those things when those things come up for sure. And in many cases, some of those people left and started their own thing. And I'm really happy for them. I'm glad that SPI was a stage of their life that they could learn from and move forward with. And that's, again, a, a part of the nature of business is business changes, the environment changes, people change. But as long as the mission is clear for the business, new people can come in and support that mission and make it even better. And of course, if your mission, your heart is clear, then you can more likely see where people fit in or don't fit in and how you might be able to help manage that process. So no, the goals aren't always in alignment, but because they're working for a company that has a clear vision of who it's built for and and what the purpose is, you know, we try to, during the hiring process, obviously make sure that we hire the right people who can support that mission. However, if a person decides they want to go elsewhere, then you know what, hey, more power to you. We'll find somebody to replace you, but we also want to wish you best as well. And it's always hard. I mean, it's it, it always feels like when you're in like a good spot, like something changes. It's like, oh, I was just like getting into a good rhythm here. I enjoy those things because they become challenges. And I always look for the opportunity, right? When the pandemic hit, a mentor of mine, Michael Hyatt, said, well, what does this make possible? Everybody was thinking, what is this going to take away from me? What is this going to do to my business or my personal life? How hard it is? And I'm not going to say it wasn't hard and it still is hard for many. But it also, for many people, became a huge opportunity for people. It became, well, what does this make possible? For me, it made it possible to realize that I didn't have to travel all the time anymore to be successful in business. I can just be at home with my kids and not put that burden on my wife anymore. And it allowed me to slow down. A lot of people started new businesses during the pandemic. It sounded like this business that you have with with your partner kind of almost started around the time of the pandemic, perhaps, and became an opportunity that you both saw and are taking advantage of and, and helping people with. So again, it's it's a matter of the fact that we can't always control the things that are happening to us and the things that are happening in the world. But we have every ability to control what we do with that and how we use that. We can either use it for good or we can either use it for bad. Now, I'm not also saying never be frustrated. I'm not also saying you you should never be upset about anything. No, but you can get up and move forward sooner knowing that it's your choice to do what you want to do with this. Yeah, that's helpful. Um, (laughs) Very helpful. I like, I mean, hindsight, you you mentioned, you know, it's a blessing that you know, I didn't get those jobs back, um, you know, when I was just out of college. And and I can see too now in hindsight, it was a blessing that honestly, like working with my own brand and the ebooks and the coaching and the podcasts and everything that I did for years, it didn't work out for me in the end. In early 2020 in January is when my partner and I came together. He was the teacher trainer who I did my training with. And I've been trying to get him to go online for years, but it just didn't really line up right for us. And I was trying to do it all on my own. And now we have this really beautiful blend that works so well together. And we came together early in 2020. 
And yeah, the pandemic really, I mean, it's such a kind of double-edged sword, but it did really help us out quite a bit in what we were doing. We got a little leg up on things too, because we were already in the plans of offering online training and certification and that, you know, and then everybody came online at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Our regulating um, body, the Yoga Alliance, they really didn't even allow you to do a full certification online at the time. You could really only do up to like 30 hours, I think, or something online. And so, you know, they were for their hands were forced to allow it to go online completely. And so, and now they've made the permanent change that we can fully certify online, which is wonderful. So incredible. Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, it all works out the way it's supposed to, you know, and, and it is a blessing that it, that it went that way for us. It's definitely easy to, to look back and see those things, but then now it's like, how do we take that experience and that understanding from prior and how do we apply it moving forward? How do we know that things are going to work out in the future. And it's hard because we don't know what's going to happen, right? But at the same time, imagine all the new opportunities that you have created from all the decisions that you made and the decisions that you will make and this amazing partnership that you have. I mean, just the fact that certain organizations are making changes and that you are demonstrating that there is quality there as well. It's just, this is going to open up even more doors. And then it's an understanding of with these new opportunities, using that filter that you have, that you and your business partner have for your business, but also you for you, what is what should I say yes to and what should I say no to? And this yes, no filter is really important because everything you say yes to is you saying no to something else, right? Uh, perhaps a decision that you made before or another responsibility or what have you. But if, on the flip side, everything you say no to means a reconfirmation of a yes you once said, a recommitment to something perhaps. And that's the biggest thing that's helped me is trying to understand, well, what deserves a yes from me and what deserves a no from me? And, and learning how to say no has been the biggest thing because I was, I'm, I'm kind of a yes guy. I like to please everybody or I try to, and I might overclock myself sometimes as a result. But then now being more clear, I'm able to help those who I said I was going to help much, much more. And then I can get to the others later. In terms of your you know, success and what you defined as your success or the moment where you reached your level of, of success. Did you still feel like an imposter? Like, did you still feel like you were still? I have weeks where I feel like I'll wake up and I'll be like, do I even deserve this? Is this even something that I'm qualified for when I'm creating something new, like a new book that I'm working on right now, or even a new course? I always have feelings in my head that go, do you even know what you're doing or are you qualified to do this? But then I have to, again, look back in the past and go, is it true that I can serve people? Well, absolutely. So that idea that I have in my head of, well, you're not even able to serve people is false. It's just, it's literally a false statement. I look for proven truth within these stories that I'm telling myself. And in many cases with imposter syndrome, especially, I can usually find real proof that those are just made up things that I'm telling myself. And then the second thing that helps me with that is connecting with other people who will support me because sometimes you can't read the label when you're inside the bottle. So I need some people on the outside who can go, Pat, you're like, no, you're crazy. Think about it this way. Now, oh, I've never thought about it that way. Thank you for like letting me know because I, I didn't even see it even though it was right in front of me, whatever it might be. You know, that could be, 
hard if you are surrounded by, for example, family members or friends who are doing it the traditional way, who like if they're all together, you are the outsider now. And that could be hard because you took this different path and everybody tries to defend themselves, which only puts you down, which is why I try to surround myself around other people who are in the same world as me, who have the same goals, who have the same visions, but who have the same understanding of, of how hard it is because it's not easy. And through togetherness, you know, we lift each other up. That's, that's huge. That's some good, really good motivation to try to connect with other people doing this. I often, you know, just in conversations, meeting new people, what it is that you do? Well, I provide education for yoga teachers online. They're like, cool. <laughs> you know, I don't have a fancy title or I don't work for a fancy... All kinds of reactions. Yeah. I don't, you know, <laughs> there's no stock options. And no, I get all kinds of reactions. And so those can feel a little, you know, make me feel a little funny sometimes. But yeah, I think that's a really good point, like to really surround myself with people who I can share my small to big wins with that can help lift me up and understand what it is that I'm doing and the daily advantages and disadvantages and struggles because I really don't have that. You know, I know you've talked about it on your podcast a lot, like the mastermind groups, but even just a peer group of, you know, anybody who's doing the online space thing. I mean, I mean, just listening to SPI always helps because <laughs> you know you're not alone and there's so many other people doing it too. Well, I am sure there are people listening right now who would love to support you and what you do and, and whether that's in a direct connection or even just a, a supporting type of fashion. Michelle, I'd love for them to know how to get in contact with you or, or find out where you're doing your amazing work. Where might they go to find you? You can easily just go to markstevensyoga.com. My partner's the brand and face and the expert and I'm behind the scenes. So if you just shoot us an email, that's going to go to me. <laughs> awesome. And it's a mark with a C or a K? It's a K. Thank you. Yeah. And Stevens with a PH. <laughs> oh, there we go. Awesome. Well, Michelle, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. I appreciate you being vulnerable and opening up because I'm 100% sure there are many people listening to this who are right in the same boat as you. I can't wait to see where you go with this. And so thank you again. And I appreciate you for the time today. All right, I hope you enjoyed that session with Michelle. Definitely a more therapeutic session, it feels like. And I mean that in the most respectful way because sometimes that's exactly what we need. And as Michelle was saying at the end there, I mean, sometimes we just need to talk to other people who understand the language that we speak and to understand what it's like to go through the same things. And entrepreneurship can definitely feel very, very, very lonely. And I'm so, so grateful that Michelle reached out and was vulnerable to share these things because I know many of you who are listening to this have felt or are feeling those same things. I'm just so excited to see, to see what she does to get more support in her community, to let go of the past and to go full force into the future for her and her partner, Mark. Again, you can find her website and you can contact her over at Mark Stevens, that's M-A-R-K-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S, yoga.com. And also, if you're into yoga, I mean, you might as well explore that as well because he's a big name. So I hope you enjoy that episode. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. I appreciate you so much. And for all the reviews that have been coming in this year, just wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Speaking of places to make contact with other entrepreneurs like you, I highly recommend you check out SPI Pro. You can go to spipro.com. You can see what it's all about. It's a safe space for entrepreneurs to connect to not only get served, but also help each other out and also enjoy our events and challenges and other things that are there specifically for those who have businesses up and running already, no matter how big or small. 
However, there is an application process to see if it is the right fit for you and if we are the right fit for you. So if you'd like to go to check it out, spipro.com is the place. And I look forward to seeing you there. And we also have some other fun things there for you if that is not the right thing for you after you apply. So check it out, spipro.com, and I hope to see you there. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. I appreciate you, and I look forward to serving you next week. Peace out. Thanks for listening to Ask Pat at askpat.com. I'm your host, Pat Flynn. Our senior producer is Sarah Jane Hess. Our series producer is David Grabowski. And our executive producer is Matt Gartland. Sound editing by Duncan Brown. Ask Pat is a production of SPI Media. We'll catch you in the next session. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.